Okay. Let's see if I can go ahead and get this right this time. <laughs> this is the fourth time I'm trying to go ahead and record an intro for this podcast. And man, I thought it was going to be easy. I thought right out the gate, I'll go ahead and nail this, tell you what this is about, then boom, get off the mic, shut this sucker down, then post the podcast. But no, 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 no. Looks like I'm mic shy. Anyway, my name is Brent, and I'm the co-organizer of Current Issues Discussion Group. Uh, it's a meetup.com group, and what we do is we get together um, in Atlanta, Georgia, actually right outside the perimeter of Atlanta, Georgia, and talk about all types of current issues, whether they're political, whether it's philosophical, whether it's sociological, any type of issue um, that is intellectual in nature, we go ahead and get together and shoot the shit on. Um, our fearless leader's name is Hoon Kang, and I want to go ahead and thank him for allowing me and giving me the platform to go ahead and podcast some of our sessions. Uh, yeah, we've been around for quite a while, and um, we've been uh, you know, having all types of discussions, and I got the idea of, like, why don't we go ahead and try to podcast some of this, record it, go ahead and link it to the meetup group, and um, allow some of you guys out there in the world to go ahead and listen to um, people coming from all different walks of life discuss uh, topics, things that concern us. Now, I found this group um, not by happenstance. I was looking for some outlet for intellectual discourse and discussion. I mean, I have some good friends and whatnot, but a lot of time we don't get into uh, a lot of the intellectual conversation that I enjoy. And I was looking for something more out there. So, you know, I hit the internet, got online, looked around, and boom, before you know it, I'm showing up to Current Issues Discussion Group and having great conversations with all types of people from all walks of life. And what is so interesting about it is just to go ahead and see a representation of everybody's personal perspective uh, being put out there and um, seeing the lens that people filter information and current events through. That's what's really interesting to me about a lot of these conversations. Also, what's cool about these conversations is just that you make some awesome friends, some really cool people, which leads me to my next point. I want to go ahead and thank some of the regular folks who come out, particularly... Uh, Kwaku and uh, Alexandra. Without you guys, this podcast probably wouldn't be happening. Thank you so much for your consistent support. And um, when you listen to the podcast, uh, or several podcasts after this one, because we're going to go ahead and keep doing it, you'll go ahead and get to know them pretty well, too. I also want to go ahead and thank Savannah, uh, Savannah's parents, and uh, Dan for coming out and uh, getting into this conversation. Um, all of you had some awesome things to say, and you too have uh, participated in other conversations in the past. So I want to thank you guys for coming out. So the topic you're about to go ahead and listen to was recorded on July 25th at a local pizza shop just outside of Atlanta here. And um, yes, it was recorded at the pizza shop. So in the background, you're going to hear some uh, cheesy 80s music and... Um, a little bit of murmuring of the restaurant that we were in, but it's not that annoying, at least to me, but it's there. Now, um, 
I'm pretty sure we'll go ahead and find some other venues to go ahead and record these podcasts. But this is our first one right out the gate here. Um, you know, uh, we're all kind of uh, new to this rodeo, even though I've been listening to podcasts forever. But we're going we're gonna to go ahead and figure it out. You know, we're going to go ahead and, um, you know, polish this up and probably have these sessions in some place where it's quiet and you don't go ahead and get that background noise. I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I kind of like the background noise. If you go ahead and ask me, it gives it kind of an, an atmosphere. But anywho, um, I think that's about it. How many ums did I go ahead and say this recording? I don't know. I guess I'll go ahead and count it afterwards. But I'm going to go ahead and leave this one raw. So, I guess without further ado, we'll go ahead and get into the podcast. Thank you, guys. Yeah, in many ways, yes. Yeah, in many ways, yes. Corporations have always been a person for the purposes of legal liability. So, like if you sue Ford Motor Company, you're not going to get the assets of the shareholders. You're just going to get whatever money Ford has, Um, which which may make a difference to Ford, like it certainly did of the old Pinto days, if you remember that one. Almost broke the company. Uh, Corporations have always been introduced for the purposes of taxation. And I believe the theory of that is, since corporations as an entity take social resources to conduct their activities, they have a social debt to pay taxation on. but now they're being declared legal persons for the purposes of political activity. Uh, they can have a corporation can have a political opinion now. Uh, and and in my humble opinion, you can see how it's stretching the definition of person. Like say say Ford Motor Company writes a book. No one believes it. They say who really wrote it? It was a Ford employee. Ford maybe publishing it. But it's actually someone, right? Well, same way with a political opinion. Ford doesn't have a political opinion. It's some guy who's in charge of that part of money. So I think that's where a lot of the controversy over Citizens United arises, is that it pushes that legal fiction, in many people's opinion, to the point of absurdity. What, can I next propose marriage to a corporation? Can two corporations marry and divorce? Yeah, you know, I think that like Citizens United is like a very complicated legal comment section. It's like when you're online and um, you know you want to sound off at whatever uh, you know, 
article you're reading or whatever Facebook post you're reading and stuff like that. There's just like kind of fourth wall, right? Where like you can go ahead and be a little bit more nastier than you would be in person or more exaggerated in your opinion or more forceful. There's this buffer because nobody can come back and get you, you know? It's just the comment section. You know, people scream at you all you want. Nobody's going to find you, you know. And um, so you can just disappear into the ether um, when you're done, you know, vomiting on uh, Facebook or whatever. And um, Citizens United is very much like that, as in, like, the corporate structure is the comment section. And then the person who owns that structure is behind it. So, like, you know, they can espouse their, their personal ideology using that corporation. And they don't and, even have uh, to use their own money. money. They don't yeah, even they have to use their own money. <laughs> and you can't hold them personally responsible for it. And as a matter of fact, you don't even know who's personally responsible for it. Especially with all like the super packs and stuff, right? True. You know, and all the dark money and stuff that's out there, right? It's like there's just hundreds of millions of dollars just floating around right there. Just, uh, you know, going to certain candidates, um, going to um, certain like um, online organizations and stuff like that. And you're like, you know, like who's behind this? Who are these people? It's like the comment section. All you you don't know really. You know, it's just somebody out there just barking at you. The consequences are even greater. The loud voices get heard. You work here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you please lower that music? Because I'm finding it so distracting. Or ask them to. Uh, I don't know. They might just turn it down another notch. Oh my god. I mean, it's, they're, they're just going to say that it's for everyone. And we're a minority who's not going to get their way. Do you think we could turn down that speaker? Oh, speaker? The individual speaker? I know. I don't know. It's okay. I'll deal with it. I am. I'm, I'm just trying to hard to focus. Yeah. <laughs> Paying attention to it, then that's all. Yeah. It's hard to. Right. If I didn't know the songs, it would also yeah. help, but I know the songs. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it'll, it'll be okay. All right, I would have asked the, the manager. This, this manager tonight. He's not the right one. No, he is an anchor manager. Yeah. 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 Yeah
This will violate a federal statute prohibiting certain um, electioneering communications near an election. The court found the provisions of the law that prohibited corporations and unions from making such electioneering communications to conflict with the U.S. Constitution or bring the, the freedom of speech. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously, this uh, this old school pack wanted to go ahead and put out one of those you know, YouTube type videos about the dangers of Hillary Clinton. Would allow them to do it, and uh, they were like, "Well, wait a minute, you know." You're limiting our freedom of speech, as if that organization was. Yeah, so pretty much the corporations have freedom of speech, just like people do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, although, if you look up the group Citizens United, you'll find they're extremely well funded. And I think this may have been a YouTube-style video in terms of its conception. Uh, it was being aired in theaters. They actually had money behind it. Yeah, it makes sense because, like, after this, all of these type of YouTube, like, you know, documentaries on Barack Obama, on Hillary Clinton, the Clintons, everybody could think of just sort of coming out of the world on YouTube. It was like Clinton, oh, sure. Cash, or whatever that, that uh, documentary is called. And then they have one about, like, you know, Obama being, you know, a secret Muslim somewhere, you know, and, you know and all that, that type oh, of thing. But you got to have but you got to have real money to actually have it at Regal Cinemas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. put a video on YouTube. Right. That's yeah. the danger of it. It's not the idea that, you know, just somebody out there creating, you know, content that's bashing a candidate is that, you know, these organizations aren't people. They have tons and tons of cash, and their voice can silence the voices of millions of people out there or affect the way that they think. But so, are they not made up of people? They are made up of people, but are all, but do all those people, you know, represent that one viewpoint? No, um, but I guess playing devil's advocate, you could maybe make an argument that, let's say, the corporation is doing whatever it's in its best interest, which you could, you could make the argument that that would in turn be the best interest of all of its employees. And shareholders. So, and shareholders. So, Let's say if I'm the uh, CEO of GM, for instance, and I contribute X amount of money to a certain candidate, again, I, I say in theory because in actuality it's usually to help themselves, but yeah. you couldn't make the argument that, well, I'm doing this, or I want this to come out because I have 10,000 employees, I have you know, 20,000 shareholders that I have to look out for, those are all people in themselves. Well, so what's good for General Motors is good for the country. You could say exactly. Which is a you could say that. Which is a defensible point. Yeah, you know I mean? that's like capitalism, right? Like the businesses do good to help the people. Sure. Mm, yeah, I mean that's that's rough there. Yeah, I mean you know because it sounds great, right? Well, it's that, like I can see somebody argument? like saying that. And like yeah, you know, what's good for GM? You know, what's good for the nation? Look how many people we have. You know, with what we're talking about, maybe the argument could be, is money in politics the problem, or what they do for our system, our voting system, that's maybe fundamentally flawed. So, um, there was a there was a guy who ran for, I think it was governor. Uh, he's out of politics now. His name's Jim Martin. Uh, um, I, he was running on the Democratic ticket like many years ago. Uh, it's amazing how many, how much politics is done in people's houses. They invite the candidate to come to their house, and a bunch of people to get in, get in, listen to them, and then 
usually fork out as much money as they can to help support it. Um, but I remember there, and I was, I must admit, I was being a real jerk. I can't remember the question I asked, but I wanted to see how he'd respond to a hostile question. Because, uh, because I knew as the campaign got going, he would become under attack as much. Because even though I supported him, I want to see, and I don't even remember my question, or I remember his answer. And it was something on the order of, of you could tell how advanced the society is, in, in his opinion, by how well it cares for the five traditionally disadvantaged groups. And I always try to remember which five they are. Children was one, the sick was another, the criminal was another, the elderly was another, I think maybe the mentally ill was the last one. Now, if you take Mr. Martin's ideas as, as useful, then you have to ask yourself, how well do corporations deal with the needs of those five groups? Yeah. Wouldn't it depend on the corporation? I mean, I'd say by and large, not very well. Right. The I'm assuming, yeah. After all, none of those five groups are employable. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. Huh. Of course, they usually have family members that are. Um, their family members being employed, that money could trickle to them in some way. Which is, which I think is exactly where the name trickle down economics came from. Yeah. Somebody's going to take care of you. Yeah. You know, you'll figure it out. <laughs> well, and then also everyone thinks they're giving the money towards the good cause, or at least they might say they do. But obviously, some. Some donations are going to go towards one group, and some will go towards another group. And one group's usually more helping, you know, the sick and the poor and the children than maybe another group. So it seems like um, with Citizens United here, at least part of the argument for what I'm reading is that um, the reason why they want it is that um, these these people who develop these um, documentaries, like the one they're talking about, was called Hillary the Movie. It was pretty much a slam documentary against Hillary Clinton. And um, the, the, the real issue was that there was these corporations or groups behind them that wanted to go ahead and advertise the actual film. And um, so it wasn't really the idea of like somebody produced it and put it out there. It was the idea that some money was financing it to be advertised to a large group of people, to the public. And um, it was inside of this uh, 60 to 30 day window. And so the, so the people who wanted to advertise the video came together and said that our expenditures on putting this film out there is essentially, you know, the same thing as free speech, is our speech. We agree with this video, we want to advertise it and put it out there. That we want this to put our voice. opinion out there, yeah. So um, we should be able to do that. And you can't, and so if you limit our advertising, you're limiting our freedom of speech. And so the Supreme Court was like, sounds legit. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, went ahead and let it happen. Now, so, so the big contesting argument here is, is financing political speech, is that somebody's opinion and their, their freedom of speech? Is that, is that their voice? Come on. I'm having a really wait, hard time wait, understanding what? the pro argument. Are you saying that, like, are you saying know, that Roger Moore, like you couldn't advertise a, a Roger Moore documentary? You couldn't do it within 30 to 60 days before the election. That, and that's still... 
that, that's gone now. Right. So you think back then that would have been okay? Uh, I had no idea there was a 30 or 60 day. Why was that in place? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I have to go ahead and read more of this. <laughs> okay, so it seems like um, Citizens United was saying that, hey, Michael Moore did it. <laughs> well, see, and that's what happens. You can't, and, and I'm not a Citizens United fan. Yeah. But who, you know, then you get into who's going to decide what is and what isn't allowed. Well, it says associations, right? Like, yeah. that's very vague. Because we started off talking about, about corporations, but you could also have just like a person who's just like influencing so what's the right. association. Right. Well, because like, in the some pre court ruling, it just said, you know, NGOs or nonprofits, for profits, and associations. So, like, you know, that could be a church group, that could be us, that could be like any yeah. anything. It's so vague. Not necessarily a corporation. So, this is the FEC statement on that, what you just brought uh, the uh, complainant alleged that the release and distribution of Fahrenheit 9-11 constituted an independent expenditure because the film expressly advocated the defeat of President Bush and that by being fully or partially responsible for the film's release. Michael Moore and other entities associated with the film made excessive and or prohibited contributions to unidentified candidates. The commission found no reason to believe the respondents violated the act because the film, associated trailers and websites represented bona fide commercial activity, not contributions or expenditures as defined by the Federal Election Campaign Act. So what you're saying is that this was produced for people to buy and consume as a product, not necessarily produced as um, the contributions weren't there to um, defeat like an election. Um, well, again, that's very judgment. That's very. A lot of people could argue the other way. Well, yeah. well, you raise a very nice point as well. Uh, imagine I made a movie uh, extolling the horrible past behavior of a candidate without ever once saying, "Don't vote for him." Right. Yeah. Is it yeah. still political? Yeah. Exactly. And that's what Fair Nine Nine Eleven did pretty much like, hey, this is all the terrible yeah. stuff this person did. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not saying you shouldn't vote for them. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but. I can well, swear my mother and her friends saw this Hillary one. Because yeah. my mother said, I saw something about all the bad things yeah. she did. Yeah, I saw Clinton Cash. Yeah, yeah. I saw Clinton Cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it was the same old, same old kind of thing. So, yeah, so Citizens United brought up this and was like, okay, well, if you guys are going to rule this way, saying that, hey, this is some type of commercial activity, you know, why why is an RS the same? And so the FCC was saying that, well, it's because you're doing it within 30 to 60-day periods. And so then that's when Citizens United was like, well, that's kind of arbitrary. It's like 30 to 60 days. I mean, what does that even mean? You know, so, you know, if I would have did this earlier, then it would have been fine. Yeah, 60 you know? days. I mean, how are you measuring um, my me financing the documentaries as some type of contribution? Especially if you're not considering the people who finance Michael Moore's film a contribution. It's just commercial activity. Well, although, it seems if we've, all, we've also jumped a species line here. Does it say how it got from a corporation in their own names producing a movie or an advertisement or even sponsoring a an event versus that same corporation dropping a hundred million dollars on a super PAC that, that supports the Republican yeah, Party. Yeah. 
Uh, one's anonymous, the other's not. Yeah. I mean, if if Coke Industries sponsors a a hit piece on Bernie Sanders or something, at least I know who's behind it. I know who's doing it. Yeah. And that's isn't that part of the law now that you have to say who funded it? You know, who funded the super PAC yeah. contribution? Yeah. Well, not the contributions itself, but like when you see an ad, it'll say this ad was funded by. They say that they say the name of the super PAC. But you know but you the don't way they get around that though is that they create pack. a super PAC that's right. generic, and who knows who? Who knows what it is, and then mm -hmm. the other people and the organization just contributed to it. So you know it's coming from you know super PAC X. But what, who, who is that? What does that even mean? You know, what do they even stand for? It has like an innocuous name, but then yeah, like... Yeah, exactly. But the the citizens for America, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So it's, like, it's, it's a shell. It's pretty much a shell corporation for contribution. I, I think you might be able to, to tell who organized the PAC. But of course, if they, if they got five homeless people to organize the PAC, then it's even still a PAC. But... Yeah. Um, I don't know much about super PAC regulations, although maybe we all remember when Stephen Colbert created one. Oh, yeah. that's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The stock was getting too much money. That was awesome. Right. Uh, oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Oh, that was absolutely. He, 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 did, he did it as a half stunt, as he basically got a lawyer to come on. On uh, What was the name of the. What was the name of the Colbert Report? The Colbert Report, yeah. Yeah, so. I just saw something recently, and it's not politics, but a big, oh gosh, it was some religious organization gave this college three million a year as, you know, donations, but, and so they kind of, you know, requested that this college disband their LGBTQ organization, and the college said no, so they stopped those donations. And the college had fine to three million a year, but like, they have power. Well, that's what I mean. And, and Which actually... I approve of that. If you want to put strings on your donation, let's see if they well, have Well, it's like they can right. do whatever they want with yeah, their it's money. Like the but church. it's like... If the church wants us to take a side, they have that right, and members who believe in that will continue to go, and members who don't, and donate, and those who don't well, will find another church. I wonder yeah. if corporations make that argument. Oh, definitely. Yes. I'm with, yeah, for sure. If you're going to... you want to speak, go ahead. Yeah. Join, join in. All the way. You want to put your feet in the water, jump in. Well, now that, like, now that we're becoming aware of corporations' opinions and beliefs, you know, you know, because now they make statements over, they put stuff on social media, like, and so you you know that this this group is against whatever, yeah. and so they could all maybe make the argument that we have this money from people who are supporting us. You know, you know, you buy from Hobby Lobby, you know that they were against the transgender law or whatever. Like, so they could argue maybe that like, well, if you don't like us and what we're doing with our money, you don't buy from us? Well, I was just going to say, it's very. I, I find it very risky for a corporation. I will never buy anything from Under Armour. I will never go to Hobby Lobby. I mean, they're taking a chance when they put their position out there, and I don't think they should. What do they but have if they to feel strong enough it? to do, uh, I, I think they just want to. Although I challenge you to find a way to not do business with Cook Industries. Yeah. Right. But... <laughs> I, I, I listened to this two-part in, interview with, with one of the Koch brothers, and he, he didn't, he, if you were to listen to him, and maybe he's just very good at presenting it, and I, I was totally anti-Koch, he's not 
he makes yeah. he presents himself as not this evil doer that you they imagine. Him with like he just wants to help America. You know, he mentioned laws that he supports that would cost them billions of dollars a year in their business. That do cost them? If that those would. laws were enacted, they would cost him billions a year. But he, they support those laws because they would help the country. Everything he does is about helping how he feels, his personal well, everyone perspective they're on helping the country. the country in some right. ways. Right. Well, the problem is, is that, you know, it's great and all you want to help the country, but this still nation is not just about you and yeah. what you think is good for the country. Right. right. It's you his view. A lot of people exactly. think, you know, like, you know things good for the country <laughs> would be, take us back 50 years. Exactly. <laughs> My problem with these massive corporations is that, you know, some of them, you know, they, they honest to God believe that from what you said there from that Coke interview, is that they believe that they're like stewards of like American society and like all levels. Yeah, like, you so know, like they, like, you know, they are the paternal or maternal figures of like every single person in the United States. Right. And they're ordained by their success to come up with the, with the direction okay. of the country. All right, but you know? if you did have that kind of success and you felt that strongly about something, then you should do what you could. Use your money, your success, to help other people. And, you know, in, in this respect, it's not helping by donating to the poor or the homeless. It's by getting America on the right track again. I find this very confusing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or just whatever. Well, you have to look at well, the man with the bottom of the track. Well, what you... I, Roger Moore makes a movie. Roger Moore makes a movie that would help one candidate, and then Citizens United comes out with a a movie that we would look at like a conspiracy movie, okay. which are those totally bogus movies, okay. and they want to put that out, and they say no, you can't. So they're saying, well, why can't I? But Roger Moore puts out Fahrenheit. Michael Moore, yeah. Michael Moore so I keep. And then, so then they said, well, you know what, you're right, so there's like really no rules anymore. Because who's going to judge what you're, you're allowed to put out your opinion, but you're not allowed to put out your opinion. Okay. So now it's nobody's opinion, everybody can put out. Because you could even assume that like in both documentaries all the facts are accurate, but they're just skewed in a very one-sided sounding way. <laughs> well, yeah, because the distinctions in the past were that, you know, if... Corporations in in financing um, the distribution of um, movies against candidates and stuff like that that was considered electioneering. You were trying to go ahead and affect an election one way or another as a corporation, and you cannot do that within 30 to 60 days before a given election. Why would it be 30 to 60? So Why not just, 60? Yeah, what they came up with. Weird. Yeah, but it's, it's 60. Yeah, What's the 30? Sure, it's 60 days. Days. Who knows why? Okay. Whatever. And so these corporations said that, like, like you know, well, yeah, first of all, you know, well, I mean, what's the point? 30 or 60 yeah. days. And um, secondly, you know, this corporation, you know, being an entity in advertising, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to put out a public opinion. You know, we're trying to put out our voice. And by you saying we can't do this between these times, you're smothering our voices as a corporation, which means that you're, you know, you're limiting freedom of speech. You can't do that. You can't limit our freedom of speech, well, you know, by financing and putting forth this movie. Right. And business purpose doesn't necessarily help, because imagine you appoint yourself dictator and say, 
well, you have to have a business purpose of electioneering or making a movie. There is, you have to identify the corporation with the message, right? Well, Coke Industries spins off a subsidiary corporation for the purpose of making movies. And right. That. So, yeah, that, that, that doesn't work either. So, because, well, I, there was Michael Moore created a corporation for the purpose of making that movie. Coke Industries is in the energy business. How do you distinguish between these two entities? Right. So do you understand? General? I do. Okay. I do. It's just, it's just such a mess. It is. <laughs> so I guess I do understand, yeah. right? It's a mess. Yes. <laughs> it is a mess. I personally don't think that corporations should have that power. Well, maybe. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'll go for it. Well, I was thinking, so if we all kind of think that it's bad, what kind of regulations would we have that would work? Well, first of all, the Let's corporation is a person. It's not a person. It's right. not. not a, and yeah. I, I think I'm with you. My yeah. basic, very exactly. subtle understanding of this, I think I'm with you that this is... So I think individual contributions are fine. I think right. that... Um, are the cats? Hmm? Are the cats? I was just, just about to say. Yeah. yeah. I think individual contributions on cap are fine. Does it have to be... Okay. Do we have to know who gave that contribution? Like, I don't know yeah. if that would change anything. I don't, well, well, because I well, there's, a difference. there's a difference between a corporation that has, you know, X billions of dollars and somebody putting up their own assets, their own money to go ahead and like... But even if it's X well, billion? But, uh, I think corporations that, have yeah. a lot more money than the average uh, person's uh, uh, like uh, assets, uh, like person versus... No, yeah. that has a point. Imagine I want to take my individual money to get my voice heard around the world. Yeah. So I join together with the other people at this table to take our individual money oh, to make an extremely persuasive film, well-researched, hard-hitting, to persuade people. On the other so we have to have cameramen, we have to have writers, we have, we have to have publicists, we have to have employees. Are you going to do that out of your own liability? No, you're going to form a corporation. To manage yeah, that. Okay, well, product. I revise what I say then. Maybe there needs to be a cap. Uh, I think a cap so is the. Imp I think I think campaign spending is the issue. Yeah. Period. That, you know, and I wish we didn't have any donations. I wish that they got every 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 candidate got a certain money for, amount of money yeah. from the government, yeah. and That's they ran got. on that. Yeah. And I think that makes sense. Instead of trying to distinguish and clarify and who's a corporation and who's not, and are you know three people together is that a group and like whatever, yeah. just saying maybe you can do donations but not over like this amount. I mean, I'm sure someone would. Someone's gonna get around something, no matter what you put there. But just make it hard. You could just say like, have yeah. a, have some kind of cap. Yeah. Citizens United's argument is that, but my money is my voice. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> I just say no. <laughs> but, but how loud should your voice be? Um, yeah. Right. And and, 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 and just because you have louder? a lot of money, your voice is louder. That's not, not fair. fair. That is right. not yeah. fair. They feel like they have a duty and like like a responsibility, yeah. but re really, it's like United everyone thinks so they're right. You, you're going to stop me from spending my own money. Yeah. You know, that's what they're saying. You're going to stop me from spending my own hard-earned cash from you know um, you know putting my ideas out there by funding the you know this and that. 
and stuff, I can't do that now? Yes. You know, we have lots that's, of, what that, that's what they would argue. We have endless amounts of regulation on how people spend their own money. Yeah, and they would argue, so, so, nobody, <laughs> yeah, can actually, so nobody can advertise? So nobody can advertise? Is that so, what you're saying? Well, what, are you also saying that I shouldn't be able to spend my money on a building that doesn't need building code? Yeah, I was going to say, am I allowed to spend my money on something? Yeah. And don't a lot of other countries have limits? Yes. Mm -hmm. Like Canada and stuff on what you could spend on your election. I don't know. And you they do. I'd say yeah. like uh, right. The in, no like eighteen what? month election. Exactly. Period. That's yeah. to me excuse me. <laughs> Someone who's not from here, that answers you just bubbles. Yeah. Mind. What does? The, the like amount of time you can spend campaigning. Years, oh yeah. Two years of that. They're starting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then it takes away it takes race, away from their job badge, when yeah. they have to focus uh, so much on And they'll admit that. They, yeah. they have to stop, you know, they have to start missing votes in the Senate again. because they're back out on the road. I wish they'd give each of them a cable channel and let them do everything. Yeah, knock yourself out, right? Yeah, some countries have rules like, like very. I think it's the UK. There's like three months of campaigning. That say, you're yeah, about, it's yeah. like it's that's about it. Two months. France is six weeks. Wow, that's it. See, that'd be that's yeah. that would have been nice. Insane. And then the week before yeah. or the weekend before, you can't. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. And all this money and it has turned, you know, our electric system into um, a small, like 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 a micro like economy. You know, it's like. When election season hits, you know, corporations come out the woodwork making money, doing all that. It's going to come money or the other way around. Yeah. What do you mean? Has the money turned into that, or is the money just feeding the base that already exists? Well, well look the at the Oswald handle. Well, yeah. They, there was an unprecedented amount of money was thrown at both like of those candidates. It was like $56 million. Yeah. $56 million. It's the most ever spent on and, a congressional... And the TV stations in Georgia were like... Going this wild. Is like, yeah, this, was, this was like... They, 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 didn't ex they didn't anticipate this. But they made tons of money. Now, somebody, yeah, citizens, you know, some libertarian, like, you know, Cope would say that. So you're telling me now that all citizens can't voice their opinion on the candidates that are out there, um, you know, who want to be elected to these offices. Okay, That's not all democratic. citizens get the same equal vote, so they should all get the same equal voice. Say, but I can't, but, but, you know, you can't go out and put a sign on your yard advertising the things that you want. Mm. You know, and also, that's what Coke would say. Coke might also say Jonathan had the most money, and he still lost. He still lost. So what does it matter? Yeah, they'll argue that right. money doesn't necessarily yeah. need to get them. Oh right, that'll yeah. defend their position. And what a waste of money. Maybe they'll play a little devil's advocate, right? Campaigns are expensive, right? We all agree on that. If we take all this money out, who's going to pay for people to knock on doors and to get ads? <laughs> right, our son was not. Well, we could put a cap so you get enough to run a campaign, but not like insanely. You know, you put some ads, you do like you know whatever we said right. would be the sure. Point. So and I think it's just again, I always say it's a system that is really for the money. To me, is kind of a symptom. It's like someone coughing when they have a cold. It all goes back to the way it's it's kind of set up. I would say it's set up wrong. Cause that's the wrong way to put it. How our electoral system is designed. Exactly. I think that's really. Well, although we can limit it somewhat, basically Citizens United said that there are no fetters on the amount of money or the kind of money or, or where they can spend their money between corporations versus individuals. I don't think they ever addressed, like if I 
at $100 million, they never addressed whether I could drop it all on a candidate. They were addressing corporations, right? Yet it seemed to ignore the idea that every constitutional right we have does in fact have fetters, that is in fact restricted for reasons that we consider socially desirable. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like and you mentioned, oh, sorry, were you done? Well, come on, go ahead. Like you mentioned Koch's libertarian, and you could argue that so many points of libertarianism that they make sense, and like they should have, you know, people should be able to do what they want, but they, we have rules for a reason, because something's not working. Like, right. It'd be great to have a, not have a law, or the, this is maybe more like anarchy versus not, but like, to have a law, like you can't murder people, like we shouldn't have to have that law. We should just not murder people, <laughs> but we have it for a reason. So if our campaign spending is out of control, it doesn't matter what like. I mean, it's not like it doesn't matter what your rights are, but you have to limit it somehow. That's well, what right. laws are for. It's just like yeah, you have to limit people's actions through laws. In other aspects, you also should limit their political actions through laws, their donations. Well, this is why folks like the Coates don't like government. I must admit, I have a cousin who is very worldly, very intelligent, very well educated. But when I made this assertion, she just like hit the wall. But I pointed out what seems obvious to me is that government's primary purpose is regulatory. It doesn't make a product. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. you know, sure. In fact, the whole idea of running government like a business just shows you don't. Oh know gosh, government's yeah. Full. It's not it a business. It's to regulate, make uh, things go smoother. There's no end product. Yeah. I mean, and protect from themselves. I mean, I mean, the military is to regulate access to our borders or our interests. Or um, yeah, that's probably the most kind of the edge of that of that analogy. But well, it's like you want to keep regulating with the military. You don't want to come to a point of crisis. Yeah. You want to yeah. just keep maintaining. So what was her problem with that? Well, well, she just didn't understand the regulatory aspect of it. Uh, and I'm not sure why she didn't understand it. Um, well, also because uh, now politics, everyone, it seems like everyone wants to win. And it's like, right. There's, no, there's hand, no meeting. But otherwise... Yeah, it's a partisan <laughs> abstraction yeah. at this point. Us versus no, the other yeah. hand, the archetypical example is you, freedom of speech does not cover yelling fire in a movie theater. You yeah, know, right. It doesn't right. cover... Getting on the microphone and saying, Perfect I, want, I want Hillary Clinton assassinated today. And libel right. and slander. You can't just go say whatever you want about people. That's not true. Well, that's always people my argument that. against libertarians. If do. any libertarian is here, that's always my argument is that, or people against government regulation. Every rule that's in there came up for a reason to stop some mis some abuse. Or, or that was being perpetrated. It's kind of like the joke of when you say, see a funny sign somewhere. Say, Hold up, bro. Hold on a second here. <laughs> How is, you know, me creating a movie or holding a sign or putting a sign in my yard endangering other people? It's not the same thing. Can we get another beer? It's not the same thing. That's what they would argue. A, a libertarian would be like, there's... I'm not arguing for anarchy. Yes, there needs to be yes, some type of, um, you know, uh, restrictive government system. But at the same time, though, it's too much right now. They shouldn't be limiting stuff that's that's not harming people. But everything that came up was harming somebody. Or they wouldn't have made right, the regulation. They, in the, yeah. That's where it came from. Yeah, well, Citizens United is legal now because they found out it wasn't harming anybody, right? Well, they decided. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the sign of the yard, well, why is it unreasonable to have a regulation that says you can put all the signs you want in your front yard up to $10,000? Well, 
Why is that a bad regulation? Well, but I have more than ten thousand dollars. Right. I have a huge yard. I can fit five million signs. <laughs> <laughs> I have a golf course. I'm going to fill it. Well, so the, the point is, you made your point, and you're overwhelming the voices who don't of people who don't have ten thousand. Right. Voices. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that you know. Eventually, you know. Somewhere, you go. If you walk long enough, metaphorically, your rights is gonna go ahead and meet the barrier of somebody else's rights. Well, and there has to be, yes, yeah, some type of um, structure there. At that, you know, there has to be some definition point, some type of boundary. It, you know? It's almost like, in, even if he, you never he, run up to the boundary, you never knock against it. You know, he, he made me think that it's almost like I'm taking my vote, my one vote that I'm entitled to. And turning it into, I'm getting thousands of right. votes because I'm important. able to influence other people. Yeah. And by me being able to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to influence other people, I'm really getting more than my right. Water. It's not fair. Net, we're right. all supposed to be equal. Right. And you have to also think that you know, laws and regulations shouldn't be created after there's a problem. Right, right. Well, they always are. In fact, they always are. It's created should be like after the fact, after there's a major Ooh. blow up. We, our, our government system, I think, to be functioning correctly, should have some type of anticipatory, you know, maybe logic behind it. But then you might end up with all these extraneous laws that we don't need trying to prevent things from happening, where sometimes you don't know something's going to be a problem until well, it happens. You like, you might pass a law that you think is good, and it has this unattended side effect, and I need a little rule to, like, True. cap that. Yeah, right. I mean, like, then you're putting your finger in all At the end of the day, But how, you can't, there's no way to, like, block it all at once. I think the laws are, like, kind of reactionary. Eventually yeah, and I'm okay with that. But um, I think that there's no harm, and, like, if you got the data, you know, and, um, the data points to certain actions um, may lead to like certain negative consequences. Then yeah, right. you should go ahead and uh, put up uh, you know a fence at well, those consequences. Well, you know? as you're talking about climate change. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Should we yeah. sit around and just wait for things to happen? Be like, okay, now now, now Miami's on the water. What are we going to do? Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I mean, uh, we waited too long as it is. <laughs> Well, because people have to see the negative happen mm -hmm. first, and right. so it's like... Yeah. And even oh. now, people are... Like, That's not I think California needs to sink into the Pacific Ocean, and then maybe people will start maybe. believing it. In the U.S., at least. I guess I'll pay you back on the climate change. Could we make the argument that sometimes corporations with money is a good thing? Um, let's say uh, Tesla, for instance. That's my man. Yeah, talk bad about Elon. Yeah. yeah, but they still, until at least a few months, they have the government front where you get, I think it's like five, six thousand dollars back for buying an electric vehicle. I'm sure that was done with some kind of lobbying slash oh, yeah. money. Yeah. In fact, I, yeah. Yeah, in fact, I think California has recently ended its startup program. To put up at public expense charging stations for electric vehicles. Exactly. So uh, they're, sure they're trying to match what they did call it, 80 years ago when they were making filling stations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure the genesis of that involved money going into some powerful, powerful people's pockets. You know. So, you know, so it's, again, is the problem money or what the kind of the corrupt part, I guess, of what some of these people are doing. Yeah, but Tesla's charging station is all done by him. They are? Yes. No, I don't think so. I think they no, are. It's all because it promotes his business. It helps to sell his cars. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I saw charging stations 
have been charging stations for years in Costco's parking lot. I don't think. But are they the Tesla ones? Are they the the are they the Tesla charging? Are they the Tesla charging stations? He has proprietary. Yeah, he does. And they're red, and they're they're fast charging. They charge twice as fast as other ones. And so it doesn't have a standardized plug. You can't charge. You can get an you can get an adapter, but yeah, but you can't always charge anywhere. Oh, but he sad. has his own with the, with the name Tesla on him, and he puts them out there. And that's what, and frankly, that's what government is good it, for. And he's going to start charging. Although he's going to start charging money. Uh, for I mean, can people you imagine? grandfathered in though will continue to get free charging. Can, 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 can you imagine what would have happened to our country if if I wonder? Oh, that's a good question. But it's a, it's a, it's the regulation but that's a, as, that's as to business. how wide the gauge on on railroads are. Can you imagine if each railroad company had a different gauge? They did for a while. Right. Uh, but something happened that made them standardize the gauge on railroad cars well, so that everyone could run on each other's Now tracks. I'm starting to sound like a libertarian, but you know, if, <laughs> yeah. if he wants people to buy his cars, they have to be able to like drive across the country from charging station to charging station, and he made sure that that is possible on any route that you're going to take, and you could look on your app and you know where you could go, and if he didn't have that, people would be less likely to buy his car. Well, exactly. they definitely want to get in the business of making adapters, because that's why I won't buy Apple. I mean, I don't want their proprietary stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, don't want their, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't want to have to buy Apple's charger to charge right. me. Yeah, well, exactly. you're but you're right, right. that's a business decision. I agree. It's a business decision that ended up benefiting, or hopefully is going to end up benefiting everyone. everyone. So that mindset, isn't that a similar mindset to the Cokes, for instance, where, hey, we're doing this because it's going to benefit everyone. Yeah. We just happen to disagree. Right. Right. Yeah, and that's where that. But is there a difference between corporate activity and political speech? Political speech, choosing our leaders. If we can get back to those five disadvantaged groups that are nonetheless a part of our society, could have a whole other session on on healthcare delivery in America. (laughs) And I hope we will. So here's an interesting aspect of corporations and uh, political power power in our government in general or you know, in our nation is that um, I know you guys have seen like you know Mark Zuckerberg start to walk around in a suit yeah. and tie with like a pen and stuff right it's gonna happen yeah, it's gonna happen you know they're already which by the way up. that's it, to me even scarier well, he can influence elections. Facebook has done studies, and they can influence oh, yeah. people's voting habits. Yeah. Absolutely. Not just in this country, the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Seriously, like, I don't know. Which are you more comfortable yeah. with, Mark Zuckerberg yeah. for, president, for, for president or Dwayne Johnson? Uh, <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I even heard Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's I mean, like, like president, so everything's on the That's table what right it now. seems like, that everyone's just yeah. right? Right, but I heard the other day that, well, this one person was saying that he's setting such a poor example that any other famous Mark people Evans. are going to exactly. be... Exactly, the yeah. bar's so low now. Yeah, it doesn't right. matter no, what you They won't fare well, yeah, but as far as uh, people wanting to hire an ex-actor or non-politician, they, they may not be so keen on it this time because he's doing so, but they tried it. And it's not working. So let's go back to a politician. I wonder, oh, I I wonder if in the future there'll be like less less people, more people like in Congress and you know our presidents who haven't even been in law school. 
Kid Rock is. The, the yeah, Kid Rock. Please, please, please. please. I'm serious. That is First not a joke. I'm leaving. All right. That is not a joke. But that leads to my other. I, I think, and I think it's been pretty evident in the last few elections, that it's it's such a thankless job that oh, you're yeah. getting less and less qualified people who exactly. want to that do it. Too. And our choices get worse and worse year after year because who, and people who's smart? Other people who's who really want to do right. it. Yeah. 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 Everything they ever done just dug up. Right. And, yeah. then and then every day, day they go through They have to spend so much time and energy on the campaign part and then they feel like they, too, don't, yeah. get, get, they, they don't get, get to do what they want to do that like matters. And then they feel yeah. like they can't vote their conscience and what they told people they were going to vote for because now people are like, well, you need to vote like this because then this person's doing all this and then if you say that, then they're going to be bad and then you won't get elected next term and then you can't do anything right. and then you're like... It's it's a horrible... It's like a... Oh, oh well, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's like the, the absurdity of only people who have never sought mental health treatment can run for office, right? So do you really want crazy people who have never sought therapy? <laughs> 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 really? Look what happened now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all spun, right? You know, it's like, you know, you, oh, so you got evaluated by a therapist, right? You know, what, what does that mean? What are you doing? Oh, uh, really? That's probably well, better well, than the crazy well, person that hasn't been evaluated. That's what I'm say. saying. Look well, where we are now. People who go to therapy that I know are some of the most healthy people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. They let yeah. things out. That's too <laughs> sensible. That's too... Well, well, like, oh, well, I remember Eagleton. Do you remember him? Who? Eagleton. 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 What was it? Eagleton? Uh, yeah, the guy who was almost chosen to be a running mate for. Uh, oh, yeah. who was that? Yeah, and, and he'd, sought, he'd, he'd undergone treatment for depression. Yes. Gone. He is gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but really, we should have a congressional okay. therapist to give them awesome guidance. Sure. I'm pretty sure. I don't like that. Yeah, they've got to have somebody yeah, in the White House. He's just on the down Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. They, they have to. Think about it, how much pressure yeah, they, you, you gotta have some type of license, the best. And you know, like they, have a health, they have a health care plan that'll cover it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you notice how Congress does exempt itself from everything. Yeah, they have a great health plan. That's mm -hmm. what gets me. Like, you know, John McCain shows up today. They may got brain cancer. He shows up to go ahead and vote. Yeah, I would. I would love it if he came and voted. No, he didn't. No, no, he voted to go again. He said he said he will not vote. He did say that. Will not vote for that bill. But he did. He only voted for it to go ahead and vote. To He won't vote for the bill. And if you watched the whole speech, if you watched the whole speech, it was it was pretty amazing. It was going back in time to when we were together. You can't do it without the other side. Well, it's off. Really? Is it off? I don't, I don't know. think. You don't think he had, a, he had? No, no, a, no. Because I mean, if you're the, if you have that much conviction about um, this being bad for the American public, why would you go ahead and allow it even get to the point where it can be voted on? Well, you don't think with his brain well, cancer surgery, although is it actually allowing it to be voted on or allowing debate? He's allowing, allowing to debate. debate. Well, no, I mean, it's allowed to be debated, but from that debate, there actually can go ahead and be a bill which repeals it. So Democrats can, can propose amendments, Republicans can propose that's amendments? That's not going to happen. That's what he wants. But he that's knows what that's he's not going to happen. Really? No, come so you on. think he's just... On, really? You, you cannot work that long and see everything right. you've seen so far so out of the Trump administration, out of your own party, and think that the Democrats are going to suddenly break off and come up with the best bill possible. No. First of all, you don't think he's had some kind of awakening? 
He, he just almost died. So. He's he's near death. So. No, he's always struck also, me as pretty principled. Right. Me too. Yeah, me too. Stuff, but he struck me as someone who was more. At yeah. Least he wants the right thing. I would he's probably think, thinking yeah. that you know he, no. he wants to at least talk about it. And then it's a political move. Sense it is a political move. He doesn't want to upset his base by going ahead and outright rejecting it, but he knows morally that, that it's wrong. Uh, although, he so, so he's going to choose in between. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to let what it come up to You know, or I'm going to let it come up to debate. He's not and, thinking uh, about re-election. You know, I'll tell you that. Well, still, though, well, his legacy. Uh, it's well, his legacy. But, but, but we can't subvert the very institutions we're trying to, to support. I mean... What's led to such opposition to the Republican plan has been in part the fact they keep doing it in secret. Yeah. And no one's ready. So, yeah, exactly. even right. though we may come it's out outrageous. with a bad result, yeah. by our opinion, uh, I think there's an argument that you do have to allow open public debate on these issues. I'm not sure I agree with that. Because otherwise, what else are you going to do? I would say that... Because, um, frankly, leaving it the way it is, they even work. At us. some point, you have to go ahead and uh, make a stand against the corruption of, of yeah. our system. <laughs> and I think that allowing a bill that was created in complete secret to come up to um, a debate and a possible repeal vote is letting those people essentially get away with it. But aren't you bringing it out of the shadows? Like no, because guess what? We're not going to get any. We're not going to get any type of talk about what's actually um, specifically in this bill any more than we really know now. Because they only got like twenty-four hours. Okay, yeah. They only crazy. got like twenty-four hours. How it's is just going to be another sideshow? Like how is this allowed? I don't understand how it's not. Yeah, but it is allowed, but nothing's happened. No, well, you know, that it's not out in the open that everybody it, reads this bill. And, How is that and allowed? nobody's been happy with it, and you know what? It hasn't worked. At, but it hasn't worked. They haven't been able to bring it to a vote. They haven't gotten enough votes. So obviously, because they're not, because they're not open. What, they really only have 24 hours of debate? Yeah, they have like 20 right hours right or something yeah. of debate. And that's it. Because they yeah, have a vacation. Exactly. Like <laughs> just, so just they have they have I'm glad that didn't get caught on microphone. <laughs> but, but that's not going to work either, and then we'll go to the next step. Exactly. So, you know, John McCain coming out there saying that it's just a more political posturing. And I feel like if you care that much about it, you wouldn't have even tried to let it come up to a debate to add more politics to the mix, you know, to add more flames to it. I mean, you already know that nobody wants this bill. Well, maybe he's hoping that curious. if they talk about it, people will realize how bad it is. You know, it'll become more maybe right. open to the public, generally. Yeah. That people, already, people, people have an idea of how bad it is. Uh, although you made two statements. Uh, you said... More, more politics and more flames. Mm -hmm. Are they synonymous? What is politics? Our country is built on it. Well, when I say politics, I mean more in, um, inflammatory, media-driven, uh, dramatic politics. And it has I, no substance. Uh, well, and may I, and, and may I, I, I put forth the idea that that if that's what politics has come to be now has been debased beyond the usable tool that it was once in order to create our the very country we sit in. It today. seems yeah, like it has. Yeah. People say, oh, that's politicking right. to me, like, you know, the drama, yeah. and not yeah. to actually I mean, think like, it would have been job. braver of McCain to actually just not let it get, not to stop feeding the fire, to go ahead and at, at least this one time cap it off. Wait, so you're saying he should have done what? He should have come and said no. He should have voted against it coming up to Not even worth so debating. So he wouldn't even got there. 
And then what? You would have As to go back to the drawing. I, 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 I believe we, we've shifted the topic of this yeah, conversation. Well, we're, 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 <laughs> uh, uh, it's but, all right. It's but, all right. But, but frankly, there's it's only fun. one provider of, of individual health care plans in Georgia. It's Blue Cross Blue Shield. Some states have no provider mm-hmm. of individual health care plans. How can that be solved except by politics? I agree that there needs to be politics and talking in the mix. But what I'm saying is, is that the context that um, the context that this this bill is being debated under is not constructive politics. It's destructive, um, inflammatory partisanship. It's, it's, it's dramatized politics that is not getting anything done. Right, well, and that's saying. exactly what he said today. Yeah. Well, I I wonder if now that it's over debate, it's also open to a motion to extend the period of debate. I don't know. These guys right. are not I, I, I don't know enough about They're not going right. to. He knows it. We know it. That because John McCain got up there and said, maybe you guys should work together, that they're not going to change overnight and be like, you know what? I think we should go ahead and scrap this whole deal and come up with something that's good for the American people. Right, but if he's not going to vote for this bill as it is, there'll be other Republicans that aren't voting for this bill he as should. it is. Well, and it's I don't know. not going there to are. be a well, tiebreaker. Right, yesterday. so it's not going to be a just like it was right now. Oh, funny. No, because some are way off to the right of it and some are on the other side. Yeah, they disagree so they don't need for opposite reasons. They hate it for exactly for opposite reasons. Although, Chris, to try to shape it, to try to shape it a little bit back towards what the original the original topic is, yeah. have you noticed whose voice is missing? Women. No. That is true. What does Blue Cross Blue Shield want? What does Aetna want? What does United Healthcare want? Oh, I'm sure that what do they want in order to make this a viable healthcare plan? Yeah. They also want reliability. If well, there's the all this going up in the air, they're like, I don't know if I want in on that. Like, well, I'm pretty sure they're the, talking to The head of Aetna came out. The head of Aetna came out and said he was for single pay. Okay. He, they write all the checks for Medicaid. Medicare. Okay, they're the when, when Met, they were the first ones that they wrote the first check for Medicare, and they they take they handle all of that, and and single payer would go through a insurance company. The government doesn't issue the checks and stuff. Right. It would go through a insurance company, and he was all for single payer, and of course them yeah. being the ones <laughs> that take care of it. Yeah. Well, well, great because remember. That's the only way to get to a single-payer system, right. because they're not going to suddenly nationalize the business of, and I've heard various percentage points, a tenth of our economy, they're not going to suddenly nationalize all these businesses. Yeah. They've got to have a role to play. You're right. There has to be this. Uh, but, why are the, the but why are their voices so weak, but right. the Koch brothers so strong? Are you sure that voices are weak? weak? Yeah. I, I, don't know. Know. I would I strongly don't disagree. Well, if all these insurance companies are saying we want single, well, at least one. Well, that's one. He, yeah, he said that. said he wants single right. payer. Yeah, you have to really follow the trail. The I don't really listen to what they say. Just follow the trail. Like, look who's funding which politician. Right. Like, look which way they vote and who's paying for their campaign. Well, that's a good question. Who did? Well, well, I, I think we've gone a little bit far afield. Yeah, I think I we're basically agreeing corporations are good for some things but not others. Well, you know, also I want to get, I want to get to, uh, back to this point. I wanted to say something about Mark Zuckerberg. So uh, Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> and uh, Jeff 
Bezos? Bezos. Bezos. Yeah, one of them's taking over the world. I think it's going to be Bezos. <laughs> he's a little more subtle, but I think he's a, he'll take over the world. Uh, this will require some editing. I think yeah. that's going to require. Well, all of them are. You can't do anything. Well, here's an example Amazon. of like corporate um, um, spin and um, I would say subterfuge and, um, and their messaging. So people like Mark Zuckerberg, they want all children to um, have to take basic coding classes. You know, that's a platform. That's all kids to be able to go ahead and take basic coding classes. And um, he wants to go ahead and retrain adults. Not retrain, but um, the word retraining, re-educate adults in getting into um, coding, become coders. And um, all these uh, tech titans have been pushing this. Pushing, pushing, pushing for the idea of more people to learn code and uh, more people get into the IT industry. And their messaging is because it's the future. Yeah. Right? Right. Sounds fair. But obviously, yeah. incentive for that. Well, yeah. the, the biggest the big incentive for them is that in the few if if they can go ahead and get the basic population into um, coding, um, they have a higher um, hiring pool, which depresses wages across the board. You know yeah. that's. But I think coding is going to be like a necessary skill for the next generation. Is it? Is I it? think so. I believe so. Though everyone, all the next, they're going to go grow up knowing coding. You know, they'll take coding in Spanish. They'll learn it like another another language. And then when they're on the computer, it's they'll be able true. to use it. And it's stuff. not. It's, I, I would say it's not going to be a necessary skill. There's already APIs, meaning um, applications that talk to other applications out there, that um, manages a lot of stuff that, as you as an individual, will never, you, you wouldn't even need to touch anymore. Think about your phone. Do you need to know how to? Um, do you need to know code to access Uber? Well, no, but I, 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 under, I understand, understand that. True. Right. So is that everybody? And though? I understand no. the, how my phone no. works and how the internet works yeah. a lot better than like my grandma does. But that's not coding. That's that's completely no. Different. No, but that's, that's understand, But it's like understanding the language of like all the stuff that goes well, on like behind. Saying, they that's they like might, saying you even need to know if, plumbing, you use a toilet. All right, well, but there's back up. I don't think anyone's saying we need to learn how to do system code. If you imagine plumbing. Um, there's a whole sewer network underground, right? And then you have, so you have um, the state which manages um, the sewer network. And it's pretty much solid, the, the fundamentals are there. Um, if something breaks, you're not going ahead and getting somebody who knows the entire um, logistics of how that sewer system was created, you know, in order to fix whatever patch. You're finding people who know maybe the basic fundamentals of it, and they're, and they're patching over that that underground sewer system, right? right? Um, so then you have another layer of skilled people in plumbing, people who do plumbing in houses and stuff like that. Those people don't know how the city drain work and sewers work. But they probably have an idea of it since they're in that field. They right. have a general, but they, could, they couldn't go well, do they it. They don't know. They still yeah, do it. I understand what he's saying. I, they I yeah, because you have a more of a general idea. You that might not be an expert. Though. Where I would agree with uh, Savannah is, do they mean coding as in uh, what we would think? You know, like once they mean coding. Cost. They mean coding as in like being a plumber in somebody's house, surface level coding. They mean the, the lowest denominator of coding. How, how to write? Right. Yeah, they have a basic idea. Yeah. It's all that they can so, program but, JavaScript, but they have the other side of that is the jobs in the future 
are gonna, you know, you're gonna have robots working in all the plants. You have yeah. robots in people's houses. Who's going to be doing the coding for all of those people? It's going to be automated. Plants? It's going to be automated. The thing about coding is that this is a beautiful thing about API programs is that API programs are pro are, are applications designed to go ahead and do coding itself. Sure. And they're also so designed to talk with other really applications. Mean, so okay. what that means is that if you can go ahead and create um, a program. Um, that is able to do the light coding for you, you don't need as many people. It's not that the pool is not going to exponentially grow just because more technology is being invented. Actually, it's going to become narrower because we're becoming more sophisticated with our coding. So the idea is if you get more people into the pool of being able to code, there's you know, you will have more people out there with those skills and you can you can say I you can lower down wages. That's that's what you're doing. Although can I offer a counterpoint? Yeah. Um, imagine how many science professionals we'd have if they didn't teach it in school. The basic, yeah, the basic, basic knowledge of how plants are how, how plants are composed. Yeah. You know, ribosomes, eukaryotes. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, the basic ideas of the scientific method. He's saying it's just this could possibly, yeah, could he be saying chemistry, biology, yeah. botany, and coding. In other words, it's almost yeah. as if you have to complete your education Especially at least through twelfth grade. It's going to be so much more present in life. It's just more and more. And so now people are making apps like everywhere, and that's like they're not necessarily coding, but they know how to make an app. And like I have no idea how to do that. I can't even fathom that. They're using third party. The thing is, is that yeah, but they're doing something that I don't even know how to do. So they know, you know how to do it. Doesn't mean that it's fundamental to your existence. But if this is, but if, you know, the next generation, everyone might be making their own apps for whatever they feel like And they're coming out with Everybody's already be able to, everybody can already make their own website without knowing how to make their own website. They make their own. That's the future. Not everybody does. That's the future of technology. Is it, I mean, but is it going to hurt just to know? You know, like, for instance, and also, it also helps to know, like, like I, you mentioned, do I, I need to know yeah. plumbing to, well, to use a toilet? No, I don't, no. but I know if I break a vase, I'm not going to flush it down my toilet, because I have a basic understanding of how plumbing works. <laughs> I find it hard to believe that... Well, no, you don't that. need basic understanding of how plumbing works to not do that. Yes, I, I do. I, you, you if just, I don't know what's gone so, past that so, toilet, uh, I'll put whatever down there. <laughs> so Zuckerberg is, is making... You don't need it, those signs. Signs on crazy I find it hard to believe that he's out there preaching people to learn coding because he wants to lower the pay of the people that work for him. They know not just Zuckerberg, I'm talking about the IT industry, the titans that are top of it, not just him. We're talking about an industry that um, knows that uh, in the future, you know, they, they know that there is a, there's a shortage in skilled Americans okay. yeah. that go ahead and know coding. Right. There's an abundance of... Uh, and that could places. be the reason in, it, in and of itself. Well, the reason why, this is my personal opinion, the reason why, um, you know, your, I, you. your IT titans love immigration is because know, right? predominantly, yeah, yeah, their workforce is made up of foreigners who they can charge less. Who's that? Yes, thank you. Yeah, I agree with that. Who, you know, who they can pay less. Excuse me. Thank you. So let me just say this. I'm not saying that nobody sh it should not be taught in school. I'm not saying that coding should never be taught in school. And nobody should know and nobody needs it. What I'm saying is, is that um, these IT, you know, major IT corporations and groups, you know, they are pushing for a workforce 
to engage in a skill that is not one, not necessarily going to be needed. It's not. I don't feel like it's going to be needed in the future. The way IT is going, you're not going to need to know basic coding to go ahead and get by. Just like you don't need to know, um, you really don't. It's a good skill to have, you don't need to know basic plumbing. So put that out there. You don't need to know it, but you, you can still get by. Okay, but and but but, but you know coding. you take Spanish and you might not necessarily ever use that Spanish. True. So why the it's heck are we skill. taking that? Why do you take math? Why do you take math? Yeah, like, why well, do you take I, I think it's, it's good math. to know. Yeah, it's good to know. Well, yes, I agree. But I mean, I don't use calculus in my everyday life. But it's still good to learn. I think we do. How? Not that count. Well, math to me is just logic. Right. We say you know. So you're not obviously in a quake, but. But, but like, you know, for instance, we have a saying, hey, things don't add up, or one plus one equals two. Math to me is just logic, which will be where coding is, like, to be able to critically think about things. Right, and just it's have a basic understanding yeah. of how right. things work. Exactly. Numbers Although, are just a representation. Right so then, same with everybody who goes in the field of math, or chemistry, or biology, is what you're saying, because that's how he's asking it to be taught. You're saying oh. anybody goes in the field of biology they're, they're, because well, no, it's no, taught no. in high school, yeah. their salaries are lower. There's anybody so who becomes a doctor, their salaries are lower because they learn biology in high school. It just needs to be a basic course along with like science and, so, and math. And that's how well, you get interest started. Right. No, you just take coding so in high school, and those who like it would go on to study right. it. And, and computers that's what are going to be the omnipresent. The you think they're bad now? It's going to be so omnipresent in our existence that I think everybody should have a good idea of what is going on in there. Although, thank you for pointing up the difference between corporate involvement and political involvement, the, the, the contribution of corporations and government. All Mark Zuckerberg can speak to is what's good for his industry yeah. and his company. Even if he has great ideas on, wow, we'll cure the educational right. problems in America by giving everyone a laptop. Well. Mm -hmm. That's a very narrow focus. Government is the only organization that I'm aware of that's actually, that's actually appointed the task of creating welfare for everyone. Yeah. Sure. Everyone else, I mean, the Baptists give donations, they're in charge of creating more Baptists. Yeah. Their, their first purpose is their parishioners. Well, in the Church of the United States of America, everyone's a parishioner. They have to balance the competing interests of everyone, even if I didn't vote for Trump, which I didn't. But it's part of his job to take care of my needs. He seems to have forgotten. Oh, that. I wish someone would tell him. Yeah, that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I like. There's going to be need for a universal basic income, regardless. Yes, yeah, I'm all. Right. There's not going to be well, enough jobs, jobs too. Yeah. Oh, so how many chimney sweeps do we have today? Yeah, yeah that's really, a good that's meet a good meet Universal basic income. Yeah. Did, yeah. yeah. did we already do that? Um, no, we, we didn't do that. I mean, we, we always talk about AI. it. Like, we did AI. We did but we always really talk yeah, about AI it like a little bit good. here and there. Well, I always bring it up. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's good. I mean, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. You think? But, oh, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I used to be like, jobs are open. Oh, good. Jobs we have to have this discussion See, then. If we have well, different opinions, it'll be a good one. Definitely. I'm actually reading a book about that. Well, okay. You know what? You're right. Let me let me back up, Baku. You're right. As in, in an idealistic world, it would happen. 
But would it, or would an idealistic world we just create jobs that we haven't thought about now? No. Let's no. say, like, how many shoe cobblers and chimney sweeps do we have today? Well, in uh, my idealistic world. Cold jobs in the next day. But I mean, in, 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 in I, when I say idealistic world, I mean in a world where um, we are meeting the needs of um, our basic population. And needs being food, shelter, um, you know, basic resources, stuff like that. Having a job is not, to me, not, that's not it. Um, okay. So, in meeting basic needs, um, a universal basic income will do that. But that's an optimized world. Right, you but know, it will also we ever get there. It doesn't. It doesn't prevent people from getting jobs either. Well, oh. you may want to live on your on your basic income that provides for you. Mm -hmm. But I may want a bigger house. I may want to buy a nicer car, so I could still go out and get a job. I could still. I'm still incentivized to. To, to, to prosper and do better, well, I would but people say, that have lost their jobs because there's no jobs yeah. left, they have. they have this basic income and everybody's taken care of, I don't see what's wrong. And things are going to get cheaper, I mean things are going to become like as, as robots and stuff are making everything, things will be like close to free, like, no, like GPS wish. is free. What about oh, like, don't you wish? I feel like that's people, the future. No, people have a need to be like, have meaningful the things and be productive. Mm -hmm. So but I feel like they'll be more volunteering or yeah. art or something. You're going to be, you're gonna you be creating exactly. and doing That's something. You're not just going to be like, well, I'm going to watch TV you'll all day. Careers, you'll do what interests you. Know, well, I mean, so many people yeah. don't go into charity work because they can't make a living on it. So right. maybe right. we have a lot more people helping do the yeah, charity People work. still do things, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah well, but it won't well, be just mindless. It, 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 it could be useful, but wouldn't it also an enormous distribution of wealth to the wealthy again? Well, you, well, yeah. You'd still have, you know, well, rich Because remember, remember, especially without any any effective antitrust laws or corporate controls, yeah. that basic income is inevitably going to go into the hands of George Soros, the Koch brothers. Well, it's going to be a some source. In other words, because remember, it's only useful if you spend it on something. Hmm. And if there's only two grocery store owners in America, it's going to go to them. Well, it's going to be, it's either going to be, um, um, it's going to be a governmental source, or yeah, it's going to be some type of um, outside corporate. Well, the government is, um, I'm not sure I want to live in government housing. Well, what's the difference between, like, you know, Koch brothers owning it and, you know, the government? Right, but if you don't want to live in government housing, then you get off. I mean, you still get your basic income, but you get a job or make a career or invent something. You can still do that. But wait, but would we? Here's a. Although I am very lazy. A lot of those inventions that it comes out of, let's say, necessity. So maybe someone's very poor and they have a family to feed. That drives them to create, you know, to innovate. If everyone's comfortable, yeah, but Zuckerberg wasn't spent twelve hours a day learning this. He didn't come up. You know, he was a rich. He was a rich little. That's true. But people still always, people always want more, more, more. Right. You have this house. Well, if I work a little more, I could get this house. Or they have that house. I'm not sure. Like creativity is spawned by like, you know, just survival. Right. Yeah. It's actually the opposite. I think when you're when you're comfortable and you're safe, that's what opens your mind. And thoughts to more things when you're exactly. not worried about like where am I going to eat and sleep, you have a lot more things you can think about. Although I have occasionally wondered if people aren't artists, artists because they can't do anything else. Hmm. Yeah. That's a rather cynical. I can think of be the more opposite. I almost think if people didn't have to do their mundane jobs, they'd oh, be yeah. more artists. I, 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 I need that. Yeah, definitely.
And I mean, we'd still need, you know, people working at, you know, fast food places, but you could work only part-time there. You wouldn't have to worry about trying to make everything neat, and then you could go, you know, paint or something. Well, yeah, yeah, no, you know what they actually call a starving artist? Yeah. Barista. Oh, it's like actually operating. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah. people yeah. places. Yeah, yeah. there's a su- I saw a sushi place like that. Oh, yeah, that's how they do it. You take your plate off the bell. The prison's getting like two cents an hour to automate that. So, wait a minute, what are they doing? It's the automated machines that they're getting now, especially McDonald's, going to like, it's actually prisoners. Doing that, getting literally like two cents. Where? What do you mean? What are they doing? Where is this? They're the ones actually processing the orders. It's not actually just done with a computer. Where is this? This is here. Uh, They're prisoners? Well, economic prisoners, right? Yeah, Yeah. but they're in prison, I mean, actually. What? Yeah, incarcerated people. Which oh, private prisons. Problem. God, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, exactly. Like, tough on crime. Tough on, but I hear that. It's just we need more free labor. Yeah. Free free labor. Labor. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, I, although I, I, I did occasionally get opprobrium at a party when I commented, of course we need illegal uh, migration because we need to use our illegal immigrants in order to compete with Chinese prison labor and Indian child labor. <laughs> Although that was judged as too cynical, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, y'all, I mean, y'all remember Foxcom, right? When I was in the movie in China. Still, well, they still should be. People were like literally like killing themselves, working, living inside a factory, night and day, get up, doing the same thing over and over. Oh, oh yeah. Or jumping from building to building. Yeah, they put a net between them. Stop people from killing themselves. It was ridiculous. But here's the thing us, the average person, would you pay twice as much for your iPhone? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I think I would. <laughs> I really well, would you, you know, if more people knew, they would. it's so hard to f- buy a phone now that is, you know, conflict free. And you can't sure. call Apple and say, if I buy your phone for twice as much, can I get it from a safe place? Like, there's, it's like, what else can you do? You know, but if, if things did change and my phone did cost twice as much, I would pay for it. But, like, we would, I you? guess we probably would, but... Because we could. Not yeah, exactly. Not everybody can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, no, no, I'm good, you know. I mean, I, I might just buy another Keep phone, but it's like... <laughs> What did you say? I might buy another phone, but I think some people still would, especially if you know if you knew what was happening now, but people aren't paying as much attention. Well, but you know, if you well, talk to those people, you know, they've I've seen shows where they interview some of those people in that city that work there, yeah. and from where they come they're from, they're very happy. Then why do they crap. install suicide nets around yeah. the building? <laughs> well, although it's, it's not maybe just some that of them are, but you can't just say they're all happy. Oh. Yeah. Well, plus there's the big thing about um, you know. Um, as other countries become more industrialized, yeah. Yeah, but white, the white you know, won't do. their standard of living goes up, and um, which has the you know counteraction of you know our standard of living kind of going down a little bit, and I think we see that. I see, I see, I think we see that with like stagnating wages, yeah. things like that, because it's hard to, you know, it's it's hard to incentivize a company to raise their wages when they can. Half of their production is done overseas in some, you know, sweatshop somewhere. Uh, Unions haven't gone international because it requires a pretty enlightened country in order to support that kind of movement. Frankly, it ain't supported in Colombia. You could also argue that, I mean, they may be very much underpaid, but they're taking those jobs for a reason. Right. I mean, what's the alternative? People lined up for A lot of people, yeah, hanging out in the street, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that. I mean, you know, at least. People complain about, well, Walmart pays people, but when they open a store, there's 2,500 people lined up filling out applications. Sure, exactly. 
Well, you have to read Grapes of Wrath. Yes. It doesn't mean it's like I great mean, opportunity, uh, but it's You're right, half a loaf is better than starving. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. yeah, kind of you know, the worst thing can happen to a small country? Discover oil. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst possible thing that can happen to you. It's Suddenly like Exxon moves in and, you know. The solution it's, 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 has right. to be, there has to be some post-solution, like post-corporate so. solution to our issues. I mean, in the future, if I think we're going to survive as a species and have um, a high standard of living across the globe, there's going to have to be some government, there's going to have to be some type of structure, some type of government that um, that moderates outside of the form of uh, capitalism corporations as we know it. You know? Right. It's like, but it's hard to imagine what that looks like, you know? So now you could say the root isn't the corporation, it's the system, i.e. the government. Because corporations only do what they can get away with. Right. Yeah. So They're supporting their own interests. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, I think the, the terms blend. I think that, um, you know, the capitalism can become a kind of government form, you know? It can then, like, swallow and that democracy. Kind of, and that, like, called laissez-faire economics? Yeah. yeah. You know, it can become, you know, I, I don't think that there's any... Um, Political system that's truly separate from its economic system. No. You, know, sure. you know, and I think that the United States suffers from a form of um, you know, republicanism that is like deeply tied in laissez-faire capitalist, you know, well, uh, economic theory. Do you think our society could agree upon a general set of ethics? Not now, not, not these days. I think we do. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're agree honesty? <laughs> Although, what does honesty mean? I think currently we, we agree on some... How, some about, how about not selling your powers in office? Yeah, right. Could that be agreed upon? Because, you know, I'm generally against the harsh penalties that our penal system has created. The death penalty, certainly. Not because I, I think we should be immune from death, but more because I don't think the government should put its own citizens to death. There's got to be a difference between the government and an armed gang. Mm -hmm. sure. That's what an armed gang does. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm certainly not in favor of sticking prisoners in holes to let other prisoners prey on them. You know, that's not a punishment. That's just hell. But there is one group of people that I would advocate dropping them off 100 miles from any road naked, and that's a corrupt government official because they destroy societies quicker than any armed gang, quicker than any corporation. All the way from a prosecutor who makes of evidence to a, to a, a DMR employee who sells driver's licenses to, to a president who owns, who has substantial holdings in hostile foreign governments who can control his income. I mean, but the harshest of all penalties should be reserved for that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, all the way down to find the people who like barbarisms and let them beat out the punishment. Well, you know, I mean, the, the, the representatives we have is a reflection of, you know, Zetgeist, man, of the spirit of the times. Yeah. Representative of, like, you know, the, the 
who we are as a society right now. Yep. You look, yeah, you look yep. at Donald Trump and Absolutely. he is like the embodiment okay. of like oh, all God. the just, like, hurt so much. Just imagine like in 20 years, how are they going to teach about this in history class? Oh. Like, what is this going to sound classroom. like? Assuming they're going to Assuming we survived this. Year or so. Yeah, it's going to right, determine how it's yeah. taught later. Well, uh, well, I hope they teach that, uh, that our uh, that our wealthy representatives so lost sight of the needs of society that at least 25% or more of society decided they wanted a dictator. So wait a minute though, let's think about this. How do they, how do they teach um, or inform students on uh, like past presidents? Like, because we've had some shitty presidents like in yeah. US history, some like bad presidents. Mm -hmm. And at the time, people who lived in those times were like, this dude is the most awful person yeah, like imaginable. Nixon. Like, yeah. I didn't realize until I took, you know, history in high school or whatever, I, I thought, I don't know, I thought, like, they, they spied, and then next week it was discovered, and then he was booted. Like, yeah. but I didn't realize it was something happening exactly. over two years. Like, yeah. it was just this rolling thing that yeah. was going on, and it was big, and it was, oh my gosh, the they president is doing something illegal. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, I feel like they'll right, say it, and it'll sound like it's now, in a blip, but we're living yeah, right. through it, like, yeah. it seems so drawn out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's an excellent we book out. We kind of gloss over uh, our, like, bad presidents. Yeah, we do. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, look up the book, You're on Google. Look up the book, The Lies My Teacher Told Me. Yeah. Can't remember the author's name. That's real worthwhile. Get on audio book. So you can get angry in traffic. So you can, you can <laughs> I don't need angry. to get angry in traffic. I mean, <laughs> you don't uh, need to get angry. Yeah, but it's a, but it's a worthwhile book because the, the lies my teacher told me. Yeah, it's a. Uh, could you? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it, it, it's a college history professor yeah. talking about how how poorly history is taught in high school. And oh gosh, yeah. certainly in our day it was pitiful. Still pitiful because it never was intended to teach history. Right. It was it's, intended it's, to adoctrinate. It's also it's you right. so so little time. <laughs> to cover so much, you know? Well, when I was in high school, it's strange. They always seem to start with the beginning of the country, and they always stopped, for me, right around World War II. It always seems now to they get up to. Yeah. In other words, they, they don't want to teach any history where there's anyone still living. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember in, in college, I had the cho choice to take American history pre, like, something like 1860 and yeah. post-1860. I like, I want to take post-1860, because we had talked so much about, you know, the colonies and the Civil War, the Revolution, Nothing and else. it's like, but what about, like, the things that are still directly impacting the politics right. and everything right now? And it's like, that they don't focus on that enough. Oh, yeah, especially when they're still living in Houston, especially with you. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what if there's something that looks like, like, just current issues yeah. class? Yeah, oh, yeah. Not, everyone hey, mentions yeah. Reagan, it's like, but actually who knows well, well, because they can't get those textbooks authorized through school boards. I mean, I actually had a, an, uh, in my school actually had a controversial issues class, and it was yep. it was so disorganized. And sometimes, like the teacher would just tell us his own personal stories about his wife and stuff. It wasn't even what? like it was. I hate just that. the name of the class sounds like. Oh, it would oh, be yeah, I thought it would be great, but it was. Oh yeah, it sounds great, but I it could also see... It was a bad class. You didn't learn anything new from it. It would have I mean, to be very structured to be... Just yeah, that'd be hard to manage. Well, that's a lot of what my current history is, though, is people sitting around a table. I swear I saw this. I, I'm sure I read that. I'm, it's a mess. It's a mess. I loved I took a class in high school, and I was actually just going through things and getting rid of stuff. But it was actually an AP Latin class. 
but it was awesome because we they would give us like my teacher would give us like five sources to read on like the death penalty yeah. and then she'd split us up in groups on a planned day and we would debate it so we'd have be like okay you're for it against and then we debate it and then like in the middle of the discussion she'd be like okay switch, switch. good okay. and you go okay yeah good yeah, teacher. Like, that's so yeah. good I love that stuff yeah it sounds mm-hmm. like your teacher had a hard time structuring it you know. uh, yeah. yeah he was one of the worst <laughs> <laughs> do we have anything for next yeah, let's talk about that. Around uh, nine o'clock, nine thirty. Is it and, uh, two weeks from today? Yeah, two weeks from today. So we're doing two weeks. What's the topic? Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and do two weeks. Uh, okay. at, at the other it's place. Um, oh, the next, it? next time oh, we'll meet up at Medlock Tavern to go ahead and give our um, our uh, podcast a shot there to see how it sounds. They have good tacos too. Good tacos. It's bigger. You, you know, can't make uh, it to that today. I'm retired. I could probably make it easier. But it's every other, you know, it's every other week. I was on 17 Well, we mentioned Oh, did you? Yeah. Awesome. Wait, what do you have? It was for their uh, torture um, was, uh, like, effective and when it's used and stuff. And just okay. if it's, you know, the means just by the end. Gosh, I have, like, such a clear-cut gut response, but I know that's actually not, like... Yeah, it's never that. That's, that would be a really, well, actually, bad. good discussion. Yeah. It's so easy to say, oh, no, but, like... Yeah, what? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, under discussions in the meetup group, there's a little form I created where you can like kind of drop in topics as you think about them. That now is this torture? Uh, torture in in espionage, criminal proceedings, or in domestic relations? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> wait. Oh. Maybe child raising. I was thinking child raising. <laughs> I don't know. Just in war. <laughs> Are you talking about the parents? Or just in general? No, the, the parents always torture the parents. I mean, the children always torture the parents. I like to talk about. Yeah, you know, uh, oh, do you want to get your pizza to go? Oh, I wonder where it went. Yeah, it's behind it's us. Behind, yeah. I guess who gets oh, well. Yeah, I wanted to talk about um, U.S. spying and you know, like intelligence, how that operates around the world. You mean like our influence? Oh, you're yeah. going to say spying or interference? Yeah, yeah. yeah I oh. was going to say, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's well, a good one. Oh, yeah. if you want to get a co-interview on Freakonomics. Freakonomics? Oh, that'd be cool. No, I like the book. Is it the podcast? Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. And also, Malcolm. Well, it was a pleasure. I'm good, I'm good. It was great to meet you. Uh, I'll see you next time. Take care. Take care. Thank you for spending your time here. Uh, sorry to be late. Uh, no, no worries. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You too. Okay. And, uh, oh, your pizza. Okay. Yeah, I, well, when I, I get done editing this, you'll see how you guys sound, you know. Oh, okay. uh, what do we know? I'm the man. I know. What do we go to your site to check it? I'll post it on to the uh, meetup group site. They should have it. Okay. There you guys have it, our first podcasted um, discussion for our current events discussion group. I hope that you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed actually being there and talking about it. And I hope you guys decide to go ahead and come out and have a conversation with us. Um, Assuming, of course, you are in the Atlanta area or you live out in the Atlanta perimeter. I kind of forgot to let you guys know that, hey, what exactly what we're talking about. Uh, the conversation was corporations and power, but um, I'm pretty sure you guys already knew that considering you had to go ahead and find this by probably going to our meetup group online. Anywho, I'll get better at this. I promise. I promise. Lastly on the agenda is on what we'll be discussing next time, um, which will be torture 
and enhanced interrogation techniques by the U.S. government. Um, we'll also be discussing the events that happened in Charlottesville, Virginia, the white supremacist rally they had out there where one person died. So uh, that's bound to be uh, interesting. It'll be a double feature. Anyway, I hope that you guys go ahead and come out and um, join us for these discussions. Or at the very least, you come back and listen to our next podcast. We'll be doing this again. Hope to see you guys next time. Adios. Thank you.